0: hola it is may 7th 2006 this would be episode 11 of the infested sound
1: you're listening to
2: Episode 11 is finally here. Yo, yo, yo. This is going to be a special episode today, too. We've got some good stuff planned. We do. It's a huge episode. It's a huge episode, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Because, first off, we have to introduce our new sponsor for the episode today. That's right, folks. We've got a new sponsor. It's a great one. I
0: think you're all going to enjoy it when you head out to your local Captain Mikey's or Migraine. When you do... Pick up a six-pack of George
2: Hornsby's
0: Hard Cider, the crisp apple flavor.
2: Yitch. Crisp apple flavor. Golden and smooth with a big-ass rhino hanging out with some barrels of apple. I think these are the same barrels of apples from Apple Barrel Schnapps? They could be. The only difference is I do not taste the barrel in this drink. It's actually very good. That's true. We asked George Hornsby to hold the barrel, and he did that for us. We wanted all apple, no barrel. Thank you, Mr. Hornsby. I wonder if George Hornsby is a swashbuckler, much like Ron <laughs> Diaz we had last week.
0: No, it's interesting you should mention that, Jeff, because I heard a story once about George Hornsby and Ron Diaz actually swashbuckling at a bar and uh, smacking some bitches around. That's what I heard, too. That's right. They were both putting the Mac down on this fine piece of tail. They say, Yo yo yo,
2: bitch, what's up, baby?
0: And old Mr. Diaz took offense to something that Mr. Hornsby said, and they had it out right there in the bar. Excuse me, Mr. Hornsby. This is my bitch. This is my bitch. So anyway, that's that's really all I know about George Hornsby.
2: He lived to be a hundred and seventeen years old. Hundred and seventeen, the same age as Phil's last girlfriend. <laughs> But if you want to check out this good old, I don't know if it's imported or not, but you can probably go to a website, I'm assuming, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Pretty much everyone
0: has a website, so it doesn't say there's a website, but um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say check out www.hornsbees.com.
2: And one thing, Phil, before we get started, I just noticed that this bottle of alcohol also has a warning that you need to pay attention to women should not drink alcohol beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects I don't see how that pertains to me in any way (laughs) maybe the birth defects
0: okay I'll give you that much alright also consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery
2: and may, Jeff
0: I want you to listen to this, may cause health problems
2: Rutro, I was crapping blood this morning. I wonder if that's a health problem. It could be all that delicious Hornsby's you've been drinking. It <laughs> could be, but enough of the crap. Let's get to the episode. Let's get to the meat of the episode, as I always say, Phil, don't I? You do always say that. That's my tagline, baby. That's Jeff's thing. Yep. Yeah, but in today's episode, Phil and I are going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about The Bell Witch, and we're going to talk about a movie we just saw... That's supposedly based on the Bell Witch legend. We'll supposedly get into that. Supposedly linked to the Bell Witch, and we'll uh, we'll explain why Witch. we use the word supposedly here in a here in a little bit. But, Believe me. Uh, so we'll get into that. We just saw this movie, *An American Haunting*, just a couple hours ago. We saw it early this morning. They have a special at the theater. $4 tickets if you see the movie before noon. And you
0: know that makes it $2 when one person buys a ticket and lets me in through the exit. It
2: worked out great. So in summary, today's show is going to be about The Bell Witch, the newly released movie An American Haunting, and we're going to have another special visit from our buddy, uh, conservative Cletus.
0: Yeah, he uh, he flew out here from Mobile, Alabama yesterday so that he could go attend the movie with us. We told him it was just a movie about... Uh,
2: Listening to Leonard Skinnerd and hanging out in a pickup truck. We told him it was starring Rush Limbaugh and Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> so we figured he would like it, and uh, you'll get his opinion about it later on. That's
0: right. We gave him a bottle of moonshine and sent him out to the, out to the shack. Let's
2: be serious, Phil. It wasn't a bottle of moonshine. It was a uh, mason jar of moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff pissed in it, too. But we'll worry about that later. That's right. But we want to kick the show off with a short narrative story about the bell witch it'll give you some background and it'll give you the history of the the bell witch and it will just kind of summarize the bell witch story altogether. so hang around and listen to this it's about eight minutes long and right after it's over we'll get into the show so listen to this everybody
1: in 1817 john was 68, father of seven children, and master of a thousand-acre farm in Tennessee. In December of that year, something began pounding on the back door late at night. Lone Feathers presents The Bell Witch of Tennessee. people know that The Blair Witch Project, a recent movie that fascinated Americans and elevated the subject of ghosts and witchcraft once again, was a fake documentary. But in the film, a passing mention is made of a true witch story, The Bell Witch of Tennessee. In 1817, something came calling at the Bell family home in Red River, now Adams, Tennessee. It began in the cornfield. John Bell was hunting on his property when he first encountered a strange animal which looked like a cross between a rabbit and a pig or a dog. He fired at it. The creature moved from its position between the rows of corn. As Bell began to approach the creature, it vanished into thin air. Things elevated in December of that year when something began pounding on the back door late at night. The pattern was always the same. The pounding would begin around 10 o'clock, an hour after everyone had gone to bed. When Bell staggered sleepily to the door and flung it open, the noise instantly ceased. Bell would angrily return to bed. As soon as he had settled in besides his wife Lucy, the banging would come again. This would go on for a couple hours, generally ending at midnight. Trickery was assumed and watch was kept, but no one was ever caught. For the next five months, the witch was content to knock on the door, but in May, it decided to come inside. The children heard strange sounds in their room, rats gnawing, lips smacking, and strange choking noises. Soon, the whole family was listening to the sounds of chains dragging, furniture shifting, and invisible stones falling onto the ground. In bed at night, a sleeper was likely to awaken to find the covers being pulled ever so slowly from his body. A hastily lighted candle never revealed anything but an empty room. Bell was a pillar of his church and community, but his farm was far enough away from the town to afford some privacy. The Bells kept their troubles to themselves. That was until October 15th, anyway, when the witch dragged 14-year-old Betsy, the only daughter at home, out of bed by her hair. Badly frightened, they sought the aid from their neighbors, the Johnstons. On November 5th, the Johnstons came to stay the night. An amateur exorcism was attempted, with readings from the Bible and exhortations for the malevolent spirit to be gone. The spirit responded by dragging Betsy around by her hair again, this time slapping her violently. At the sound of the blow, red marks would flush across her face. The secret began to leak. Other neighbors, concerned or curious or both, came to visit, and many witnessed some of the witches carrying on, particularly its torment of Betsy. Its activities were observed by scores of witnesses, including Andrew Jackson, who came to Red River just for that purpose, camping in a tent in a pasture so as not to unnecessarily strain the Bell's hospitality. It's because so many people, including such a well-known figure as Jackson, observed the Bell Witch that the story remains eerie and puzzling. But it was about to get much worse. In the early months of 1819, the thing started to speak. The records agree that the voice was female. Questioned, it identified itself as Old Kate Batts Witch, Kate Batts being a wealthy, somewhat eccentric citizen of Red River. It also claimed to be a Native American spirit, and additionally exhibited itself as several spirits or personalities, led by one in particular called Black Dog. Given this flexibility of identification, no one seems to have taken seriously the slur against bats It was neither ostracized nor persecuted. Exactly what was this thing anyway? Though fitting no conventional descriptions of a true witch, the Bell family spirit did conform to the behavior traditionally attributed to the poltergeist. Banging, pinching, hitting, and throwing things, poltergeist phenomenon has been reported since classical times. No other poltergeist, however, has been known to speak and none except the bell witch ever killed The witch's conversation wasn't particularly enlightening. It was a great gossip Apparently it attended church since it often quoted the sermons It loved to argue theology. It claimed to believe in Christ and it also threatened to kill John Bell for the witch-hated Bell, Though it apparently never attacked him physically, it verbally abused him constantly. Generally, the attacks came from Black Dog. Accusations such as sneaky, two-faced, sanctimonious, treacherous, they were flung as well as many other unprintable others. Shortly after the vocalizations began, Betsy began having fits. The witch would pummel and pull at her, and she would fall into a trance but once the spirit threatened her father's death, the daughter began to get better. John Bell, on the other hand, fell more and more ill. Since the start of the haunting, he had been troubled by a swelling in the inside of his mouth. Now, he told others he felt as if a stick were jammed between his teeth, with his tongue swelling so, he couldn't speak and could hardly eat. That summer, John Bell received Andrew Jackson as a guest. That autumn he took to his bed. That December, he died. According to some accounts, the witch announced he will never get up. I did it. At the very least, it appears to have sung popular songs with disrespectful delight at his funeral. A previously unseen bottle was discovered among the medicines. When his contents were given to a barn cat, the poor animal had fits, and then fell dead. John Bell was buried in the ground. Putting aside this fabrication, everything not observed by several witnesses, these facts are still left. Something tormented the Bell family in poltergeist fashion, and that something spoke. John Bell died, and that something evinced delight. But the witch wasn't finished. It hung around long enough to break up Betsy's engagement to a boy named Joshua Gardner. The final blow came apparently when it manifested at a church picnic, moaning, Please, Betsy Bell, don't have Joshua Gardner. Betty subsequently married her schoolteacher, a man 17 years her senior, whom she had known since she was 11. By that time, 1824, she was 19 and symptom-free, the witch having been gone for three years and her father dead for nearly four in 1849, the Saturday Evening Post published an article accusing Betsy of having faked the whole business. She threatened to sue, and the Post prudently retracted its claim. Fifty-one years later, she died without ever saying a public word about what had really happened to her family. The father could not talk. The daughter would not. Ever the bell witch may have been, it was not to be spoken of. I'm your host, Lone Feather. Good night.
2: Now that's some creepy ass shit, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I didn't hear the whole thing. I had to go change my pants in the middle cuz I soiled them.
2: I did smell some duty over there. Yeah, that that thing scared the shit out of me, Jeff. Pretty good stuff and the legend is supposedly true.
0: And the legend is interesting. Very also, interesting. also like the movie. But interesting for different
2: ways. That's for sure. The movie An American Haunting, which opened in theaters this last Friday. Uh, it's loosely based on the the Bell Witch legend. And when Phil says loosely, we mean uh, pretty much not at all.
0: <laughs> pretty much has nothing to do with the legend by the end of the movie. But we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. But uh, we want to give a shout out
2: to org, which we pulled that little eight minute soundbite from. They're good guys over there. They have a great website with a lot of information and... The guy isn't a crazy guy that's trying to prove the bellwitch. He just presents the facts as, this is what happened. You can make your own decision from the facts I'm presenting to you. So, uh,
0: if you ask me if you should go see An American Haunting or just go check out TheBellWitch.org,
2: I'm going to say BellWitch.org. I would agree with you. We just saw An American Haunting, and both Phil and I enjoyed the movie. Until until once again a but, retarded ass plot twist. That's
0: right. I just I don't I don't even know what to say about this plot twist. But let's just start back. We'll start from the beginning and we'll go from there. Uh the movie was written, directed and produced by Courtney something. I don't know. I don't know why they let her do all this. Anyway. Now, I don't want to
2: sound sexist here, but I have yet to see a good movie directed by a woman. A good horror movie directed by a woman. <laughs> Yeah, off the top of my head, I haven't either, but uh I don't know if they have it in them. I mean, Eli Roth is close to being a woman, but he <laughs> makes good and he makes good movies. <laughs> but anyway,
0: so that's that's her name's Courtney something. It's not really important because you're not going to want to watch anything else made by her after you see how this movie goes.
2: Definitely not.
0: But starring Donald Sutherland, Sissy Spacek, Sissy.
2: uh Mm Mm-mm, that sexy old bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not really anyone else popular. I'm I'm still trying to figure out if if the girl in the movie is the girl from Resident Evil movies, but I'm not 100% sure on that still. But, so, basically, Jeff's going
2: to go over a a quick summary of the movie for you, and then we'll get to the part that we really hated. And Now, I don't want to give away a lot of parts in this movie, because somebody out there might be wanting to go see this movie still. But we're going
0: to ruin it for you anyway, and you're going to thank us in the end.
2: The movie starts out, and the way the movie starts out kind of sets the tone for the ending itself, because the movie starts out real cheesy and stupid. There's a girl running through the woods. It's in present day, too. In present day, 2006, it says at the bottom. And uh, she's, ha- she's getting chased by something, and then the door is shaking, and then bam, the door opens, and you're scared. Bah! Oh, wait, she wakes up, it's a dream. Which which is going to be a continuing theme in this movie. Constantly throughout the movie. And then her mom comes in and says, Don't go in the attic. Don't go in the attic. Where'd you get that little baby doll? Don't go in the attic. Where'd you get that old, ancient what document documentation <laughs> or whatever that's sitting here in the corner? Yes, and she comes across these papers that she starts reading that's about her family history, and that's when the actual movie starts, and it goes back to the 1800s, And it pretty much tells the story of the Blair Witch. You think they're telling the story of the Blair Witch. And the movie goes through. Did did you just say Blair Witch? (laughs) Blair Witch. I apologize. It's not the Blair Witch. It's the Bell Witch. Bell. B-E-L-L. I apologize for that. I may have confused several people out there. But the movie does start telling the story of the Bell Witch. At least you think so, if you have any background on the legend itself. And all these different events are happening... You find out why the Bell Witch is supposedly haunting the family.
0: And the movie the movie kind of starts out slow. But I did, after about 20 minutes, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get into it. But then it got pretty interesting. It really did. The thing that really bothered me, though, is the most interesting scenes in the movie ended up being dream sequences.
2: There were several, several, several dream sequences that just, it started getting really annoying. When you think these things are happening and then BAM! These people are waking up, and it's a dream. Yeah, some of the best scenes in the movie, actually, definitely, maybe the top three scenes in the movie were dream sequences. And I don't know if the filmmakers are trying to insinuate that the Bell Witch is placing these dreams in the people's heads, much like Freddy does. Yeah, seen that before. (laughs) Much better movie. Yeah, way better movie. But you get through the movie, and it's a pretty good movie, and it's very interesting. You get a history, and you think you're watching the history of the Bell Witch, and And, bam. And I'm willing, at this point, uh, we're about probably an hour and a half into the
0: movie, and it's a pretty solid movie. Uh, The dream sequences bothered me, but at this point, up until about ten minutes left in the movie, I'm giving
2: this movie a positive review. Positive review. And then something happens. Another crazy plot twist. But we're not going to say what it was, Phil. Let's leave it. Let's not let's not open this basket of tarantulas up yet. <laughs> well we won't open
0: Pandora's box. I really want to. But Jeff's against want, it, because, because this movie's only been out two days.
2: Phil and I still just kind of look at each other, and we've just not completely decided on this movie yet, so we want to hear back from you guys about what you thought about the movie. You Now that you know that there's a plot twist, you're probably going to be able to figure it out anyway. You have to. It's right in front of your face. There's
0: no way you can miss this plot twist, believe me. So anyway, this movie is, I finally got into it a little bit, the dream sequences bothered me, it was heading towards a positive review, until this unbelievably ridiculous plot twist at the end.
2: And it is unbelievably ridiculous, and it just ruined the movie for Phil and I.
0: Right. Um, The thing that's really going to bother you most is at the beginning of the movie, the little tagline that they put on says that it's the first documented case or the only documented case of a spirit causing a human to die, which never happens in the movie. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why the fuck that was even in movie.
2: And it's sad that the writers and producers of this movie had to ruin the Bell Witch legend itself by trying to incorporate it somehow in this film. And right. they never did a good job.
0: And you, But you don't have to blame separate people for doing the producing and the writing and directing. You can just blame one person. Courtney, what's her name? Yeah, the bitch
2: <laughs> that directed this movie. So, uh,
0: yeah, uh, I'm going to have to say that
2: I would give this movie... One and a half stars out of four. One and a half. I'd probably give it two stars out of four because the majority of the movie was entertaining. But this is a classic example of how a horrible ending can totally ruin a movie. Exactly. And Phil and I were just discussing we'd rather have an ending that was just bam, that's the ending and it wasn't anything spectacular but they just ended the movie right there. And then This come... movie would have got a positive review from me if they had done that. Exactly. But once again they try and have an ending in a movie, especially in a horror movie, that's just wild and crazy and may, has no relevance to the film, which the, you've just watched for an hour and a half. That's right. A plot twist in a movie like this is just
0: ludicrous. There's no reason for it. I, I just people Movies these days are getting
2: carried away with their fucking plot twists, and it's really starting to piss me off. Yeah, it really is bullshit. And the fact that they try and market this movie as kind of a documentary or a documentary-esque movie really does fuck the movie because it takes away from the truth that surrounds the the Bell Witch.
0: Basically they tr- they are almost saying that the Bell Witch isn't true. That's what they're that's pretty much what they are doing, Phil. And it's it's just it's a real letdown. Uh I say don't go see it in the theater. I say don't pay to rent it. Wait till it comes on HBO, Showtime or TBS if you don't have those channels and
2: let it be your protest against this ridiculous plot twist in this fucking movie. But we still want everybody out there to email us. And if you've seen the movie by chance, let us know what you thought about it. Oh, and hey, look who it is, Phil. It's Cletus.
0: Oh, Cletus just come back. He's finished his mason jar slash piss. Hey, was and,
2: that
0: good? And uh, he's going to come on. Uh, we did not discuss with him our opinion of the movie. We had a silent ride home. Hold on We're gonna. He's going to come okay. in. He's going to come in on his own without hearing anyone else's review and he's Cletus going to tell you what it. he thought come on, Cletus. so Cletus come on in here get buckled in we'll, we'll put his, his straps on his seatbelt so he doesn't fall out of his chair and uh, get ready for another commentary with conservative Cletus here comes Cletus's opinion on the film thank you Jeff I'm going to do my review of American Haunting now. Uh, we go into the theater, and we sit down to watch our movies, and I got my popcorn, and I'm trying to enjoy this movie, but the teenagers in front of us have been smoking the marijuana, and that's all I can smell. I'm trying to watch the movie. All I could smell is the marijuana coming off these teenagers. So I sit there, and I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, focus on the movie, and uh, it was a pretty good movie. I was pretty scared to have some good scenes with the ghosts and the blood. And it was a good movie until this twist at the end where this liberal bitch that directed the movie tried to poke fun at the Catholic priests. I don't like that shit. I go to church every Sunday morning and I listen to the priest talk about the God and I don't even believe that this bullshit made it to the theater.
2: Fuck, y'all. I'm out. Whoa, 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 Cletus. All right, we're cutting you off right there. No more.
0: I thought we agreed on our way back from the movies <laughs> that you were not going to ruin the end of this movie.
2: Once again, Cletus's conservative ways have almost ruined our show completely. I
0: mean, this guy, he'll find some political message in absolutely
2: anything, and we try to tell him to stay off of politics when he's doing his reviews, but he just refuses to. For God's sakes, the guy will not eat Uncle Ben's rice because he said there's a colored man on the front. (laughs) And he refuses to use Aunt Jemima's pancake
0: syrup either. It's ridiculous. I think this
2: guy's stuck in the 1800s. Yeah, I uh, I think he felt right at home with the time period of the movie. Very much so, and it was in Tennessee, so that's probably where he's hung out for a while. It's just a stone's throw away from Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. That son of a bitch, well, we apologize if we offended any Catholics out there because we had to boot Cletus out of the room, that son of a bitch
0: in no way do cletus's views on humanity reflect what me and Jeff believe. The invested sound in no way takes claim to cletus's comments we just we got a few emails uh, they really enjoyed cletus's uh commentary, so we decided to bring him back again, and we apologize if we've offended any churchgoers out there and speaking of emails, Phil. We've got a
2: couple and we've got something special. We've got our first voicemail. We got a voicemail. And uh, guess where we got these emails from? Just uh, take a listen to this music and I think it'll give you a clue. <laughs> oh, Canada, you pot smoking sons of bitches. <laughs> Canada's good shit. And we've
0: got a, an email from a Canadian, and we've got a voicemail from a Canadian. Ironic. First up is a guy, now this is an unusual name. His name is Tolerated Vandalism. <laughs> Tolerated Vandalism, I don't know if that's a legal name. That sounds fishy, it sounds about as fishy as James McChild molester to <laughs> me. It really does. But he, at the bottom, he puts T. Vandalism, so we're just going to assume that's his name. I'm wow. sure he's sexy as all Canadian males are. Now, the heading for this email, and I knew it was going to be a classic when I read it, is the infested sound is gay, and so are Phil and Jeff. Phil and I said, retro. <laughs> so So here's, here's the email from Tolerated Vandalism, and then we'll do our voicemail.
1: <clears throat>
0: Hello, gentlemen, or should I say douchebags. I just wanted to drop you two chuckleheads a note to say that the infested sound is one of the greatest podcasts on the internet. I can't get enough of the insanity that ensues when you guys get time off from Arby's. I was listening to episode 10 and was impressed with the fact that you laid the smack down on W. George Bush is the douche of the hour and you guys really need to move to Canada to get away from his evil ways. Wow, Jeff, I don't think that
2: uh, conservative Cletus and this guy are going to get along too well. It's a good thing we kicked him out before we read this email. He might be making a special trip to Canada on his pickup truck. Okay, by the way, what
0: happened to Chad hosting Stay Sober? He was sorely missed, like a rash is sorely missed. I just wanted to let you know that the show is great, and I'd love to hear a podcast dedicated to holiday-themed horror flicks. Examples? My Bloody Valentine, Black Christmas, April Fool's Day. Don't forget about Jack Frost. Jack Frost. A snowman has sex with a girl. Now, although... Well, I'll continue the email, and then we'll discuss his, his idea for a topic. Although I know you weren't fans of April Fool's Day, and I don't know how you feel about the idea, but it might make for an interesting listen. Finally, if you get bored while serving those damn roast beef sandwiches, you might want to check out my blog, Tolerated Vandalism, which can be found at http colon backslash backslash tvandalism.blogspot.com. You'll notice the link to the infested sound because, quite frankly, I
2: have no taste. Later, T. Vandalism. Well, thanks, buddy. You have no taste, huh? Thanks, T. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He sounds like he's got a similar personality to Phil and I.
0: And uh, that is a good suggestion on the holiday-themed horror flicks. We were already planning on doing one. We were kind of waiting for one of the bigger holidays to come along so we can nail down the Jack Frost and the My Bloody Valentine, Black Christmas, those type movies. So definitely in the future we're going to do one of those. For sure. It's definitely on the list. So uh, that's our email. We also had an email from a guy named Desmond in Canada. Good old but Dez. he also sent us a voicemail, and we've chosen the voicemail over the email because we've never had one before.
2: So, so uh, yeah, let's get uh, Dez's voicemail on here, and you guys can take a listen to what Dez from Canada This is Dez said.
0: with The Chronic from Canada.
2: Dez the Chronic, man from Canada.
3: Hey, Jeff and Phil. This is Dez from Port Alberni, Canada. Just calling to say hey. And I uh, thought I'd tell you that I like the show. But um, I'm finding the Stay Sober episodes a little bit boring, so I figured I'd cook up a bit of a drinking game for your listeners. So every time you guys hear Phil say things like, Snooch, mention their mother, mention that guy Chad that works at Arby's or Hardee's or wherever the fuck they work at, you take a shot and see if you can get as wasted as they are by the end of the show. And, uh, by the way, I had to wait to work, so if I get busted screwing around at work leaving a voicemail for a podcast, you guys get me a job at Arby's, or Hardee's, or wherever the fuck you are. Let you know. See ya.
2: Well, I guess the Canadians love Snooch as much as us, Phil. They love Snooch, and they love Chronic. Snooch and Kron, that's a wonderful combination. An ideal night in a Canadian's life. (laughs) Definitely. And we want to say thanks to Dez for the voicemail. And the email. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, can you tell them how to send us a voicemail? Sending a voicemail is very simple now. We have a program called Gizmo. You guys can download for free. Just go to gizmoproject.com. Spell that. G-I-Z-M-O and then project, P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com. That was kind of difficult. But you go there, download this program, set up an account. It's a lot like AWOL Instant Messenger, but... You can put our name in your contacts. Our screen name is just all lowercase, the infested sound, no spaces. And you click on our name and you'll call us. And if we're not here, you can leave a voicemail. And if we are here, by chance, if we're on the computer and you call, we'll actually get to talk to you in person and we can record the conversation. We can have an interview or whatnot. And we would
0: prefer the people that don't like the show to call in because we find you the most interesting emailers and
2: callers. Yes, because you always have the most intelligent things to say about us. That's right. So, a few more thank yous. We want to thank the org. Is that it, Phil? That is that is correct. We want to thank T. Vandalism. And you can go check out his website. What is it, Phil? It is tvandalism.blogspot.com. You crazy bitch. Is there any questions on that email we didn't answer by chance before we move along? Well, let me see. Oh, by the way, what happened to Chad
0: hosting Stay Sober?
2: Chad. Chad had an accident one night when he was uh, emptying the extra roast beef into the dumpster. He fell in and Phil followed by pushing the button on the trash crusher. And we haven't seen uh, Chad in quite a while.
0: That's right. So um, what we're thinking about doing is uh, trying to find a new guest host for the time
2: being for Stay Sober. Because Jeff just did an awful job. I did. And uh, pertaining to Dez's comments about how Stay Sober is kind of boring, I understand. Phil and I have discussed it. And it may be a segment we might be cutting out. We might be revamping. We might be trying something different. That's right. We're open to any
0: suggestions people have maybe to make the show shorter or make it easier to listen for people at home. So we're going to, like Jeff said, we're going to try and revamp Stay Sober
2: or totally change it just for it to be more interesting. Yep. Ultimately, we'd like to have you guys, the listeners, get a hold of us through Gizmo, and we can do Stay Sober through there. We can have an interview. We'll ask you the questions. And you have to be honest enough to take the shots because we're honest enough to take the shots. And uh, that would be the new revamped Stay Sober. But so far, that's... uh. Not not happening, so we'll see. So
0: uh, that's just about going to wrap things up on episode 11. Uh, we're going to be back next week sometime. We're not sure. You can check the website to find out. But uh, our next episode is going to be on movies pertaining to the devil. And I'm excited about this because one of my all-time faves is going to be included in this topic.
2: What's that, Phil? That would be The Ninth Gate. The Ninth Gate is a great movie. Currently... Number seven on my top ten all-time list. Number seven. I don't know if it's that good of a movie, but... It is to me. Phil's always throwing out crazy things like that. So hopefully we said thank you to everybody that we appreciate. That's right. And uh, we'll be back
0: next week. We're going to do our episode on the devil. The following week, we're going to be back. We're going to review
2: the movie See No Evil, starring Kane from WWE. Can't wait. Looks like a great movie. So, we hope everybody's going to tune back in the next week, next weekend, next Thursday, next sometime. We'll have a show out in another week. So, we hope you guys enjoy this show, and we'll have episode 12 out next week. Episode 12 will be fantastic. Peace. Peace. Take care, everybody. Cletus, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing back? You bitches.